Welcome to the Hockey Press Presents. I am the Schwartz. The intro. Hello, hooray, from Alice Cooper. Super duper. Big time hockey fan. He grew up in Michigan, sniffing distance from Windsor, Ontario. Now, if you're unfamiliar, season ticket holder in Arizona. Gets to golf year round. Like I said, I am the Schwartz. You can find me on Twitter at the Schwartz5454. The boys at the Hockey Press. That's where you find them, at the Hockey Press. www.thehockeypress.ca. Just in case you miss any of the news rumors and daily fantasy picks we're going to be going over here on the show. You can also find them on Facebook, the Hockey Press. Where do I find them right now, though? They send me their news and rumors from various locations each and every week. This week, I have it on good authority. They're in Beijing, China for take two of the worst puck drop ever. Beijing getting a brand new KHL team and they didn't know how to drop the puck. The refs hopefully did, but the fellow who owns the team or something was like, uh, I'm just going to toss it out there somewhere. The guy next to him, he's nudging him in the ribs, goes, no, 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 no. you need to drop it on that blue little dot. Oh, I'll try it again. And he missed. The players are like, or whatever. I'm just going to pretend like I won the draw like I do anyway. However, they're there to hopefully correct the problem. If you got a problem with gear, apparel, check out our boys at Pacific Rink. www.pacificrink.com. Find them on Twitter at Pacific Rink. They got the best premium hockey bags and apparel for you. Synergy tees, stick wax, they got it all. We got a lot coming ahead of you at the show. Showing some love for Phil Kessel again. Not to get political, but a certain gentleman in the Oval Office, his last Stanley Cup championship visit, in my opinion, gave some props to the thrill. <laughs> Tampa Bay honoring Martin Saint Louis with a little Jersey retirement. Got the rumor roundup coming at you shortly. We're also going to preview the most heated rivalry on ice. The Canadiens and the Maple Leafs. Get my take on how they'll finish this year. But on to the rumor roundup because you want to know what's going on behind the scenes where players might be signing. There's some restricted free agents hanging around. Let's have a look at where the hockey press is predicting where these six names will either stay or go. Johnny Gaudreau, huge performance at the World Cup of Hockey, waving to the hockey world saying, hey, I want a big raise. Coming off his entry-level deal, his first contract in the National Hockey League, showing great progress as he's played, bona fide goal scorer, a lot of speed, great hands. But is he worth Steve Stamkos' money on his second NHL contract? Of course, Steve Stamkos signing in Tampa, eight years, eight and a half million bucks. Goudreau looking at eight years, eight million dollars. As we've said on previous episodes of the Hockey Press Presents, can look at Vladimir Tarasenko in St. Louis, just earning over seven million on his second contract in the show. Just not sold on a guy getting his second contract valued at $8 million bucks when Stamkos has proven to be one of the most consistent goal scorers in the National Hockey League. And while you can mark progress on Gaudreau's part, 
That's a price tag I'm not sure I'm willing to spend. The Arizona Coyotes right now, they took on some contracts, namely David Bolin, $5 million bucks, and Pavel Datsyuk, $7 million. Now, Schwartz math being what it is, 7 plus 5, well, 7 plus 4 is 11, okay, $12 million in salary right there for players that aren't going to be playing. They needed to reach the salary floor. Well, they've done so very successfully. They're sniffing at the cap right now. So do they have that kind of money? Not yet, but next year, if they shed some contract space this year and moving forward, they've got tons of cap room. Hmm, could make sense. Or is it the Montreal Canadiens? They, of course, would need to free up some cap space for the vaunted talented Calgary forward. But I'm not sure Montreal even has the goods to trade so they can free up that space. Who's going to want anybody from that team after the performance last season? I guess I shouldn't really be too harsh. We'll be delving a little deeper into the Canadians later on in the show. Would it be nice to see him suit up in the Blibli Rouge? Absolutely. But I think it would be really foolish for Calgary to let go of this guy. Do what you can to make the trade. They're asking for eight shoot-around Tarasenko numbers. That's the best you can do. Seven million. I'm willing to accept that. Begrudgingly accept that a guy on his second contract could be earning seven million bucks. It's the economy of sports. Speaking of economy of sports, Rasmus Ristolainen, one of my favorite names to say, but I'm, I'm going to try and slow down saying his name like that. Just Rasmus Ristolainen. Then we're getting on Jay Onright and Dan O'Toole. Brabowski! Annoyance levels. If you're familiar with their performance as news anchors here in Canada on TSN, moving to the States for Fox, every time Sergey's name is said, it's Brabowski. It sounds ridiculous. So I'm gonna I'm gonna calm down with Rasmus Rustalinen, but he's looking at six years, six million bucks. And the hockey press saying his possible destination, if it's not in Buffalo, would be the New York Rangers. Very interesting, considering the fact that the New York Rangers, besides Ryan McDonough on the blue line. They don't got a whole lot to be excited about. Dan Girardi, when people were looking at his numbers, sure, he blocked shots, but otherwise, he's he's not too good as a blue liner. Plus minus and scoring opportunities allowed, yeah, not exactly in the job description for a solid NHL defenseman. And he doesn't really provide a lot of offense either, something that Rasmus could. But I will say this much about Ristolainen. He had a 40-plus point year this season, doubling up from his previous effort. Will he be able to continue that upward trend? Does one year indicate what he's able to do? That's always the question. That's the risk you're always weighing in on here when you're offering a second contract. Now, here's the big name, though. This is the big fish. Nikita Kucherov, or Nikita Kucherov, depending on how you want to pronounce his name. I'm going to go with Kucherov because he's in my pool, and I like saying it that way. (laughs) Six years, 
$6 million. Very similar to Philip Forsberg. Six years, $6 million bucks. Young forward in Nashville. A great comparable. I'd like to see Kucherov stay in Tampa. The New York Islanders, they could have a sniff at him. But they've also got a bit of a, a salary cap issue. But right now, they sit at $72 million. They've only got 783000 bucks laying around to try and get this guy. I mean, Andrew Ladd, they just invested $5.5 million on him. I'm interested in seeing Kucherov stay in Tampa. It'd be exciting to see him in a city like New York, like Kucherov and Tavares. be pretty dynamite. Now, courtesy of the Tampa Bay Times, they could trade away assets like Ben Bishop, who's going to be a restricted or sorry, restricted free agent following this season. They're trying to re-sign him. Jason Garrison, Valtteri Filpula. Now, here's the interesting card here because Filpula on the depth chart of, of centers is at five million bucks. That can free up a lot of space considering that you've got Tyler Johnson, who could be a tradable asset, but he's he's a lot younger than Valtteri Filpula. And of course, they've got Stamkos up the middle. So can they afford to trade that $5 million depth centerman in Valtteri Filpula? I know he's an Iserman guy. They had some time in Detroit together. You ask me, Filpula's the guy that could go to make room for the talent that is Kucherov. I've got him in one of my fantasy pools. Pretty proud of picking that guy up. But I digress from a selfish point of view. <laughs> the other name that we know that is on the trade block, Jacob Truba. Six years, or sorry, six or seven million dollars. Numbers. I get confused with numbers very quickly. This segment, boys, I'm talking to you, Hockey Press. Thanks for throwing in so many numbers. I am number literate, just not actuary literate. Barely grade four literate. Anyhow, here we go. Jacob Chuba looking between six and seven million dollars. He's asked for a trade out of Winnipeg. Could he land in Boston? Could he land in Toronto? Those are the destinations that keep getting flipped around an awful lot for him. The Boston Bruins with an aging D-man. And Zidane Chara. Is Truba the guy? Now, much like I had mentioned about Rasmus Ristolainen, he's got a good upward trend, but is it a consistent, proven upward trend to be worth that kind of money? I'm not sold on that yet. I'd like to see him succeed. I'd like to see Truba be a, a true number one A or B defenseman. And will Boston have the cap space to do it? I mean, right now they're resting at $5.8 million in free space this season. Make a little trade for a little extra wiggle room and you could very well have the likes of Jacob Truba on your blue line. Be very interesting to see. Of course, Toronto has a lot invested in Morgan Riley already. Jake Gardner, a young defenseman as well for the Leafs. A lot of people waiting for him to really up his game. Some saying he's plateaued. Who knows, maybe he's the kind of trade bait you send to a place like, like Winnipeg to get the services of Jacob Chuba. We'll have to see. 
We'll have to see how this all unfolds. But let's keep moving forward. Hampus Lindholm, six years, six million bucks, possible trade destination, the Detroit Red Wings. Now, last year, by or sorry, last week, yeah, because weeks, years, I'm having trouble with numbers, like I said today. Week, year, seven days, 360. Oh, forget it. I'm lost already. Anyhow, last week I had said Jacob Truba might also be a great asset in Detroit. He is a Michigan native after all, but Hampus Lindholm, six years, six million bucks. Noticing a theme here, by the way, with the numbers. That could also be a viable destination for the Anaheim Ducks D-man. It's a really interesting name that you have on here because there's also a lot of trade rumors floating around about Cam Fowler. If they trade away Fowler in Anaheim, do they automatically sign Hampus Lindholm? Lindholm. Pronounce it right, Schwartz. Lindholm. Does it happen? Similar kind of D-men. Lindholm being younger. Be an interesting situation to see. D-men, pretty coveted in the league for obvious reasons. You want to have good depth on your D-line. We're seeing a dearth of it on the restricted free agent market from the looks of things. Richard Rackle, four years, six million bucks for this guy. Possible trade destinations being the Chicago Blackhawks, which is highly unlikely, or... The Buffalo Sabres. Richard Rackle currently part of the Anaheim Ducks. Got a cap hit just under $900,000. Would he be a nice compliment to say Jack Eichel in Buffalo? Quite possible. Some interesting free agents, that's for sure. Restricted variety, of course. Young guys coming off their entry-level deals. See where they might land when all the dust settles. And there's a lot of dust floating around. Rasmus Ristolainen, by the way, has reported to camp for the Buffalo Sabres. So he's at least training with the team, which is a good sign. Be nice to see Buffalo kind of succeed. Young team adding some interesting pieces of the puzzle. Sorry for the cliche there. (laughs) Try to avoid those things. Rounding out the rumor roundup, TSN's Bob McKenzie accurately predicting that Connor McDavid would be the captain of the Edmonton Oilers. No surprise, becoming the youngest captain in NHL history and surrounding him as alternates, Jordan Eberle, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, the Nuge, and recently required Milan Lucic. Pierre Lebrun reporting that Joe Thornton, the ripe age of 37, two years my junior, by the way, Joe, would like to continue to play. No real sign of slowing down, finishing fourth overall in league scoring last year, earning 6.75 million bucks, Likes the three-year deal theme. Would like to retire in San Jose. 40 being a nice ripe age to retire. Unless, of course, your name is Yarmer Yager. 44 years old. Yag's still playing. 
Joe Thornton, of course. Former Art Ross and Hart Trophy winner back in 05-06. The year he got traded. Boston Bruins shipping him out saying, So long, Joe. We don't appreciate you anymore here in Beantown. San Jose, on the other hand, really does. Although last year, there were talks of trading Jumbo Joe. He wasn't happy. He got the C stripped. Team wasn't projected to make it to, to the playoffs. Never mind the Stanley Cup final. Jumbo Joe, though, stayed the course, showed his value, and that tremendous beard. Now, there's no word if Pacific Rink sells beard wax, but they've got some pretty sweet apparel there. You go to our buddies, PacificRink.com. Swag, bags, stick wax they definitely have. Pond bags, synergy tees. They're the place to head. You can also hit them up on Twitter at Pacific Rink. Our boys from the Hockey Press, like I said, this week, sending in the news and rumors from Beijing, China, to help them figure out how to do a proper puck drop, which was a colossal failure. Look it up on YouTube. KHL, Beijing, puck drop, total utter disgrace. The Hockey Press there to try and figure that out with them. You can go to thehockeypress.ca, get all the news and rumors. Daily fantasy picks kicking in when the NHL season starts. We'll be previewing the rivalry that is Montreal and Toronto coming up a little bit later on in the show. Not too far from now. can also find our boys from the Hockey Press on Facebook, fittingly, their page, The Hockey Press. Also on Twitter, at The Hockey Press. You can find me on Twitter as well, the schwartz 5454 Give me a piece of your mind if you don't like what I'm saying here on the show. I haven't gotten any hate messages yet. So I must be doing something right. Or you just thoroughly enjoy it. You sit there, you nod your head and say, I got nothing to say with this guy. He's bang on. Doesn't sound like anybody else out there who flaps their gums in the media. Yeah, I know. It's fun to, fun to poke fun at the mainstream media as I sit here from the podcast console, part of the All In Sports Talk radio network on radio.co. If you miss us at 7 p.m. on Thursdays, you can also find the Hockey Press on SoundCloud. Subscribe on iTunes. If you're out and about and you're not on your laptop, by the way, you can get the All In Sports Talk radio network apps for your phone. Wait a second. iPhone? You better believe it. Hold on. Is it Android ready? Yes. Yes, it is. We aren't leaving anybody out here. Moving on to the right wings. Why the right wings? Because Phil Kessel gets his props. I love Phil Kessel. Made no bones about it here on the Hockey Press Presents during the Stanley Cup run for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Obama welcoming the Pittsburgh Penguins to the White House as he does with Stanley Cup champions, as do all presidents. And of course, he had to get in a little joke. Stanley Cup champion! Phil Kessel. That was a terrible Obama impression. You'll just have to live with it. It was awfully nice to see him still getting the props that he so rightfully deserves. One of my buddies saying he was Ribbon Kessel. I'm like, nah, I think he's, he's, he's playing it just right, Obama. Won't get political here. Good on you, President Obama. 
The other right wing involved, though, Marty St. Louis, going to have his number 26 retired in Tampa in January. The Columbus Blue Jackets visit town. John Tortorella, coach of the Stanley Cup, winning Tampa Bay Lightning back in 07, where Marty St. Louis was definitely a huge part of that. Although Brad Richards would go on to win the Conn Smythe, no doubt his contribution helped win them the holiest of holy grails, the greatest trophy in professional sports at just over 35 pounds. It is the Stanley Cup. Marty St. Louis, who played in the NCAA at the University of Vermont, signed as a restricted, sorry, undrafted free agent July 31st of 2000. Calgary Flames property prior to that. His first in franchise history in the following categories. Points, 953. Assists, 588. Shorthanded goals, 28. Game-winning goals, 64. Stamkos tied him with hat tricks at eight. Power play points, 300. He's second in franchise history in goals with 365. And games played at 972. Also won the Art Ross Trophy for most points in the National Hockey League. The Hart Memorial Trophy. League MVP. The Lester B. Pearson Award, now known as the Ted Lindsay. Most outstanding player voted by his peers. He's putting water under the bridge. Big trade that sent him to the New York Rangers. Ryan Callahan being the centerpiece in return to Tampa. Marty just apparently wanted to be home, close to his kids in Connecticut. But it, all, it unfolded kind of ugly because Iserman left him off the Sochi Olympics team, at least on the initial, on the initial roster. Marty ended up coming along anyway. Nice to see that he could reconcile with Iserman in the organization. He will be the first number retired by the Tampa Bay Lightning. No doubt number four, Vinny LeCavalier, will come shortly thereafter. And that would be the right wings. The right stuff on the right side. Give another shout-out to our friends at Pacific Rink. You find them on Twitter, at Pacific Rink. If you're looking for the swag they've got in their shop and online www.pacificrink.com best premium hockey bags pond bags synergy tees stick wax they got it for you now a little preview the most heated rivalry in the history of the National Hockey League you can debate it all you want you could say it's Montreal Boston you might even say Toronto and Detroit but no anybody who knows it's Montreal and Toronto both teams missing the playoffs last year. Toronto, because well, younger and not very proven lineup. Montreal, they put the weight on Carey Price's shoulders, although I'm not very convinced that the Montreal Canadiens lineup would have carried them that much further anyway. They had a historic start and a historic finish. The historic start being the best in 100 years. Then the worst tail-off in franchise history. Missing the playoffs. The Leafs missed the playoffs, finishing dead last. But then, of course, the glimmer of hope. Would they get the first overall pick? And this is where we get exciting here because it's Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews absolutely dazzled at the World Cup of Hockey. 
There is very little doubt that he is going to start with the Toronto Maple Leafs this year. And there's even less doubt that he could end up as a top line from playing with Mitch Marner, Ontario Hockey League standout, Memorial Cup MVP, and James Van Riemsdyk. A pretty underrated left winger, if you're asking me. That's a heck of a top line. Never mind the fact that they've got William Nylander waiting in the wings, Zach Hyman, some young prospects that show a lot of promise, a lot of excitement. And not just with the Toronto Maple Leafs, but around the NHL, especially Matthews. Morgan Riley, also a member of Team North America during the World Cup of Hockey, showing that he can hang in the National Hockey League on the blue line. There's a lot of excitement building around the Toronto Maple Leafs. And of course, Mike Babcock being behind the bench, that helps. The guy coached the Detroit Red Wings into the playoffs for what? More than a decade. With AHL lineups. Sure, he had Datsyuk and Zetterberg. He even had Lidstrom. But then as those guys got older, Lidstrom retiring, they still made the playoffs. Wonder how. Great coaching. Great excitement ahead for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Will they make the playoffs this year? I'm not 100% sure. Because I hate being wrong. I don't like predicting too often. But if you ask me, their chances of making the playoffs a whole lot better than Montreal's. And again, I'm a Habs fan, but I don't see a lot of excitement about this team. Pacioretty, yeah, he had 64 points last year, 30 goals. Galchenyuk also with 30 goals, 56 points. Placanics quietly going over the 50-point plateau. But Placanics is on the end of his contract. Andre Markov on the blue line. Guy's getting older. Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, great super pest. Strong right winger. Okay, some excitement there. But then you look at the rest of the lineup and you're like, eh, maybe? I don't know. Carey Price. Love him. Radulov, if he decides to play and be the exciting right winger that he can be, coming back to North America after another stint in the KHL. Shea Weber. Adding grit. Man Mountain status to the blue line. I'd love to be excited about it. But do they have that dynamic player that's going to turn the switch and create some excitement back in Montreal? I'm not convinced Galchenyuk and Pacioretty can do that. And, and the preview, the players that you're looking forward to, there aren't any. There's nothing that I'm reading on the prospect list that gets me excited. I could see Montreal maybe switching places with the Leafs. I don't know. Shoot me, Habs fans. But that's where it stands with me. It's going to be great to see them play. They always bring their A game each and every season when they do play against each other. But I'm saying the Leafs have a good chance of making the playoffs and surprising a lot of people this season. There, I said it. Those are the last words I'll be spouting off with this week because we're drawing a close to the show. It is the Hockey Press Presents. We do this every week on Thursdays. On the All In Sports Talk Radio Network, you can find the app in the Apple Store and play for Android. Head to thehockeypress.ca if you miss any news and rumors we throw at you or any new developments as the week progresses until we do this show again next Thursday. May the Schwartz be with you.